You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Peter Bell. His book from Swan River Press is Strange Epiphanies. Peter, can you read to us from the story M-E-F, please? Okay. I cannot deny that there is a strange otherness about Iona. Maybe it is the weight of centuries of sacred pilgrimage. To wander through the ruins of the ancient nunnery, then beside the sea to St. Oran's and the Riley Godrain and the abbey with its medieval crosses is to know the Isle in all its eerie glory. There are marvellous carvings on the cloister pillars, part of recent restoration. They follow a cycle beginning and ending at Alpha and Omega, sculptured in the form of a serene face with flowing hair. Even before Columba, this place was sacred, though Christians might say profane. There is an aspect to its mystical quality that I must confess is not entirely comfortable. There is a painting in the North Transept, a crucifixion by an unnamed artist, that could make one scream, whether with agony or ecstasy, I would not like to say. Last night, again, my sleep was restless, and only the mournful wind for company. It was as if a voice were keening in sorrow outside my window, or singing in melancholic rhapsody. Peter, this story is a brilliant evocation of a sense of place, and I'd like you to talk about the experience that you had that led to that story and that sense of place. There's an old story uh, about Iona, which is recorded in um, uh, a few of the old books, uh, that in 1929, um, a lady uh, from uh, London who was part of um, a kind of aesthetical circle in London went to Iona because she felt that she had been called there by uh, the spirits of the island. She'd never been there before. Her name was Marie Emily Fornario. And when she arrived on the island, she became so um, entrapped in its mystery that she decided never to leave um, and she began wandering the eerie moors of Iona often at night and in perishing cold and one day uh, was discovered high up on the moor um, naked except for a, clay, a cloak and um, she had died uh, and uh, it was said uh, thereafter that where she died, um, her, her spirit was sometimes seen. And also in the little graveyard uh, near the harbour where she's buried with a single tablet marked MEF died uh, in November 1929, aged 33 years. Now, it was rumoured in um, an old book I read, well, from the 1930s, that the place where she had died was marked by a small cairn high up in the moors um, and I went in 2007 to Iona in search of that cairn and I found it tumbled down uh, amidst the bracken uh, and the heather and the heather had been torn away and the cairn built in the space 
which is quite significant because she had carved out in the heather, according to the uh, story, uh, a, a space in the shape of a cross and had lain in it. She had a, a knife with her and had hacked out the shape and the can is built in, in that shape and it took me an hour or so wandering the moors to find it. And the most eerie thing of all is that um, just as the point I was about to give up, um, I thought I'd have one more look in a particular area. And I had a, a premonition that I was going to find it. I stepped over the hill and I saw it. Um, and in the seconds before I saw it, um, I felt around me uh, almost a, a sense of a presence. And in the corner of my eye, the flickering of um, a blue light. And I did not know this at the time, but people who have reported the, um, the sightings of her ghost many years ago always spoke of um, blue flames and blue lights. And um, so this was the purpose of the visit. I wanted to write a story about Marie Emily um, Fenario, uh, but it also, while I was there, interacted with um, a particular uh, personal trauma that had happened to me uh, uh, with a former girlfriend to whom the book is dedicated. That's one of the things I think that your stories and these stories do so well is to externalize our internal conflicts and our internal feelings and give you the opportunity to turn a journey that you're experiencing within an emotional journey that's very difficult to describe and, and turn it into a literal journey across a landscape that is an analog of what's happening within you. Yes, and um, one of the things I quite like about writing is that even if you don't set out to make that kind of uh, connection, uh, if you're sufficiently involved in the story and its theme, it can, as we were saying earlier, take over. Um, and it opens a kind of portal whereby your own emotions uh, can enter. And in the end, there's an interaction where in some cases it's difficult to distinguish between um, uh, what is fact and what is fiction. I've been speaking with Peter Bell. His new collection from Swan River Press is Strange Epiphanies. His new collection from Sarah Press is A Certain Slant of Light. Thanks for speaking with me, Peter. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.